Hey everybody, and uh, welcome back to 80s Horror Films. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my co-host... Musky Madness. Oh, yeah, Rebecca Reinhardt. I have been singing this song all day because I watched Bloodhook earlier, and it's got two very catchy, actually three very catchy songs, but that one... Yeah, I'm singing was... the Musky Madness song ah. all day. <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, yeah, it was... I... I don't even remember. Like it was catchy, but I don't think I remembered any of the songs really? after it was done. I don't Fishin'. know. How could you forget Vicky Lee and her wonderful hit "Fishing"? Come on. <laughs> I think I remember the, her singing that, but I don't remember yeah. like I don't even remember the words. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I remember there's a lot of fishing things. Like yeah. there was one point where somebody was like, "This is fishy," and I was like, "Yeah." Uh, it's rolling corny. my eyes. I was rolling my eyes. Um, because it's 80s and that is like one of the best parts about doing this show is that these movies are very very like in your face 80s you know especially blood hook it's cheesy it's fun it's directed by the guy who went on to do mystery science theater 3000 Mm -hmm. you know as an executive producer kind of makes sense with kevin murphy who was a fucking key grip in this movie Right. I mean, that's amazing. Um, and I think actually a few of the people who worked on this actually worked on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, the guy who played, uh, was it Finner? Um, that was his name or whatever. He was the, um, uh, what is it? He was uh, he was a writer for one of the episodes of Mystery Science Theater oh, 3000. Nice. So like, it's weird, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, well, and this is, so Mystery Science Theater 3000 is one of my, like, aside from horror and Barbies, as you can see behind me, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is like my other huge passion. Um, and like, it's, I don't know, like, it's got the goofiness, it's got the groundwork, but it's so, it was so um, organic. Like, I mean, mm. it was all cable access in Minnesota. And this is before that. So you know that they were even smaller than they were (laughs) when they started. Um, So it is really just a lot of people who this is the only thing a lot of people, a lot of the actors did. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as acting goes, Um, this was like, I mean, I feel like this is the kind of movie that we make. Right. You know, but it's but they made it in 86. I love it. They made it in 86. Um yeah you're right it's it's it is more like what people would do now you know like i feel like maybe it's ahead of its time in a way um but it like it felt it definitely felt 80s and cheesy and had the all the characters that were sort of stereotypical you know kind of characters um including uh i really liked uh the the rocker guy with the hair you know and everything yeah I, i forgot i'm trying to remember the character's name probably go into all the characters but i just he reminded me of a of a chris siever character Uh, yeah (laughs) and i was just like that's where chris siever got his you know (laughs) like there's like this guy who's like um like a ramon style guy or whatever that's in all the chris siever movies and that's i think he was mimicked after that guy that feels like (laughs) or or at least that was just a random coincidence i don't know the kids the kids quote unquote get the go there that is the most random bunch of people like those are five people who never hang out you know i love those situations right Um, yeah because you've got him and i mean why is he so into fishing 
you know, he's even got like a lure as an earring. Like he's punk fisher, you know? He's a punk <laughs> fisher. Yeah, he was into fishing, it. but he was not, I don't think he was that good of a fisher, you know? Well, he was that, into it though. Yeah. The one who was really good uh, was thinner, you mm. know? And uh, I was like, they, they were quick to like, think that he was the killer throw him under the bus yeah. i know right like instantly like okay if i invite you even if i don't like you particularly or i don't get along with you if i invite you to ride in my car and stay at my grandfather's house with me in a remote area for a weekend i'm pretty sure that i'm not gonna instantly tag you as a murderer <laughs> like it says more about peter's like character that like he instantly is it's like, oh, it's got to be thinner. <laughs> when, <laughs> like, I, when I first saw it, I thought that Peter was the killer, you know, oh, really? like maybe like it brought up some traumatic issues with them or something, you know, that he was he the is killer. a red herring. Yeah. And um, I, I thought of that because also when he threw the guy under the bus at first, I was like, uh, you know, deflection. He must, <laughs> yeah, he must be like in on the whole thing or whatever. But no, he he was just a poor guy who watched his grandfather disappear and uh -huh. we never saw like what happened or how like he but i'm guessing it was a hook that came and grabbed him and pulled him under the water big, or something a big old hook I yep. guess, 17 yeah. years ago there's a surprising amount of science in this movie like actual science um so this all happened 17 years ago and now it's happening again. And that brings in the cicadas that come out every 17 years, which for a Midwesterner, that's kind of a big thing. Um, we've got the devil's tritone, which I don't know anything about music, but I actually have looked this up before and it is a real thing. It was actually banned by churches. Um, <laughs> What's that? Evelyn guy kept calling the devil's, devil's triangle and or yeah trinity triangle he kept like using different words <laughs> yeah he didn't know the right word and then uh and, and peter never corrected him and i'm just like why wouldn't you say you know hey it's it's the tritone you know whatever because uh, getting it wrong i guess it didn't matter you know like aunt martha says water under the bridge <laughs> I, I guess um so yeah so we've got, let me, let's go through the characters. So when we talked about, we talked about Peter, but Peter Van Cleese was played by Mark Jacobs, who I mentioned when I said, <laughs> I look, look very much like Nick Cage. Low rent yeah. Nick Cage is what I've always thought of him as. <laughs> well, have you seen him in other stuff or is this just really the only uh, thing you've seen You him? know, I, most of these people, like I said, there are some people who went on to be in the film industry, but most of them did not go back to be actors. Um, now he does have, let's see, eh, he did a few things. He did, okay, strangely enough, he did a role, which I'm sure was very small, in Goodfellas in, in 1990. Goodfellas. Yeah, Bloodhook and Goodfellas. That's his, that's his resume. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> can, hey, uh, Rebecca, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Because it did say my internet was unstable, so it was for a second. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's all right. Mm -hmm. This movie's unstable. But yeah, the other people have done a few things. I know that the girl who played Anne, um, she was a waitress who auditioned for it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so she wasn't even an actress, um, surprisingly. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I, I like all the characters. That's one of the things I like about this movie is I liked all the characters. I like the kids. Well, uh, she was also in a, uh, like the last thing she's done so far is she was in uh, Playback starring uh, Christian Slater. I remember that. Like, I remember the box of it in the hand coming up and everything. And uh, she plays a character named Anne. In that as well so apparently typecast as an and you know i guess so um but anyway uh also yeah so there's that girl uh who played i thought she was good i thought for the person who's just a waitress who just wanted to get into acting and you know yeah. probably expected this to be like her only you know thing or whatever and she did some more stuff so good for her um Rodney, the the guy we liked with the hair and everything, the ear, the punk rocker guy, um, was played by Patrick Dans, and I think this is no, he's been in some other stuff. Um, yeah, he was in Grizzly Mountain as a well, he was a set designer for Grizzly Mountain. You know, um, he was in a was it two episodes of Red Shoe Diaries? Oh, Skinamax. Yeah, you remember those days? Oh yeah. Um, Actually, you know, he did. Oh, no, never mind. He did art direction for that. So he didn't even act in it. That would have been nice, though, to know that he acted in that. Um, Kirsten, the girl that I was like, why is she even here? Like, she just didn't even seem like she was enjoying her time there. No, no, this was not her thing. Yeah, (laughs) you're right to say like every character sort of didn't. It almost didn't even feel like they were like, why were they all friends? Do they even all know each other? (laughs) Yeah, Peter and Anne made sense. The rest of them. Yeah, they're all random. I don't think any of them liked Finner, really. Yeah, well, (laughs) as easy as they threw him under the bus. Um, Yeah. I don't, yeah. And was it Kirsten? Kirsten, yeah. She's the apathetic one. She was just so weird. She's such a strange character. She was just there. Um, yeah. And then she was, I guess he was, she was supposed, she was trying to get with Peter. And then I'm like, I'm so confused by the relationship. Like, was uh, Peter dating Anne or not dating Anne? I don't, it was confusing. I think there was a lot, a lot of them, a lot of things for them to unpack. <laughs> there, were, yeah. there were a lot of unresolved issues between the two of them. Right. And yeah, she like the funny thing is, I guess Anne was the psychological, like psychology major girl or something. So the whole time she's talking about, you know, you know, it's him dealing with his past trauma and that's why he's Mm -hmm. casting his, you know, uh, his was it uh, fit into the water to to Uh through. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, I'm like, I think you're thinking way too deeply into this. I think, now, you know, there. I will say I would not want to go back there, like, and just have fun after what I saw. Um, but it has been 17 years, so that's okay. And he is like a, a pretty, I, I'm assuming, kind of an accomplished fisherman. He's, you know, he's got the musky madness. He's <laughs> He's got to go work that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and then Anne was like a tag along, but Kirsten, she was just like apathetic. And uh, the the family who arrives <laughs> in the uh, oh, RV God. crack me up. I love them. I know. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hit or miss on it because 
I I had this theory now that the movie is just a little bit too long. You know, it's like yeah, an hour. it's almost two hours, which is really long for a horror comedy right. goofy s movie. And I think if they literally just took out the family, which I mean, other than for comedy and for fun, you know, it mm-hmm. might have been a little, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because really, other than to add mm-hmm. a couple more kills for the mom. Well, and we dad, got, yeah, the dad has like one of the best kills. Um. And then the kids, uh, well, at least the son, I mean, he does play a, a role in determining well, he, who the killer is. Well, he, he's sure, but, I mean, he tells them that he's that. a metal, a metal in the head, yeah. which anybody could have saw that. That wasn't like, he wasn't hiding it, yeah. you know, or whatever. So it honestly, I mean, they, the, he, he wasn't really needed. And uh, other than no, like, but- more Did kills. we need this movie? No, but we got it. So I'm taking it. I love it. All right. It. <laughs> all right. I, uh, like I said, though, I just I feel like for a while I kept looking at my clock. And yeah, it is a never little, a good sign when you're it is you're a little that. long. And there seems to be like a really long lull where they think that Finner did it. Like, I think they could really have like cropped a lot of that out. But, you know, big deal. And I also like that. How did they know that Finner's dead? They have his ear. I'm How pretty know sure that was his ear. Well, and I, I'm pretty sure I could go cut off my ear right now and live a happy life. <laughs> like that doesn't mean he's dead. It's oh. like instantaneous. Oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> well, it was that. And also like, okay, it was just a ear, right? Like it could be right. anybody's ear. Like they couldn't, but it would have been better if it were the ear of the other guy. You know, right, because he had the, the earring. earring. So that's very specific. You know, you would see yeah. that earring and you'd be like, oh my God, it's whatever. They just had a plain ear. Ear. And- yeah, it didn't even look like a human ear. It looked like some kind of like a uh, kid's trick ear that you would buy at the dollar store. <laughs> Probably was. Uh, just kind of made, you know, like a little gooey or whatever. Um, you know, I read that the prop um, mus- musky or whatever. Uh, uh, you know that that the big fucking yeah. uh, thing that they have the little metal in or whatever that was actually a real you know musky that somebody had caught and it was a taxidermist thing because they tried to make a prop of it they couldn't do it it just came out looking bad so they made a uh was it uh a, they they found a taxidermist who actually had a fresh a fresh one i guess and they used it and then by the end of the three weeks it looked like crap yeah. you know by then or I whatever i feel sorry for the customer who gave that to the taxidermist to stuff why you, know? you say that why because it would have been so gross by the time that they got it back you know somebody yeah. probably caught it gave it to the taxidermist said hey can you mount this and then the taxidermist gave it to this like hack film crew <laughs> who, like <laughs> it just tossed it, it was their first movie like this was everybody's first yeah. movie too like they didn't know yeah. what they're fucking doing yeah. you know so like i would have been like nah i kind of want to keep it mm, uh no. yeah <laughs> So this movie, one of the reasons why I love it, uh, not just because of the goofiness and, you know, the the Mystery Science Theater 3000, but also I live on a lake. And so the grandpa's house and the lake and everything remind me a lot of my lake. Like I have that 
like super, like you're standing at the top and it's like a crater. It's just like a really steep drop off these stairs that you have to go to, to get to the lake. Mm. And uh, it always reminds me of like my summer. Like I get excited for my summer when I see this. Um, and then I always remember that I, I should probably build one of those little railway things that they have <laughs> that take them down. <laughs> that, like is that, that is pretty awesome. You know, if you've ever lived with my plight of having to like schlep a bunch of, bunch of stuff all the way down these steep steps, that was yeah. pretty awesome. And you're right. It does kind of like, it's nice because we're, we're going to be putting this out in May. And I know we talked the last time about, you don't have to watch things during the time and we're not, we're watching this in spring. However, this will be out in May and the, uh, what is it? The, the movie sort of sets up for summer, you know, yeah, it's, it's got it's, a good, it's got a good vibe for like summer and spring. It's got a good natural kind of flow because it is a bunch of people from Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, and it's fishing and it's not spring break with a bunch of scantily clad girls in Florida, um, which is generally what we saw at this point in time. Um, it just had a really good atmosphere. And we have not mentioned the most important part of this movie. And that is Bev D. <laughs> Bev D is the most adorable person ever. I love her. It hurts me every time she dies. Oh, yeah. I, 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 she's kind of she's kind of clueless on the parenting. I will give her that. She does I, not take very good care of at that. At first, kid. I thought she was like a babysitter because like <laughs> she did not seem like a mother, you know, mm -mm. that was taking care of her kid. She seemed like a babysitter <laughs> that was like distracted by ADHD. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to put you in a playpen and then I'm going to go take a jog or like, I'm just going right. to sit you on the sand and I'm going to like do my exercises and pay absolutely no attention to you. And I mean, this kid was like two years old, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that kid loves the fact that he's in, you know, uh, blood, blood hook. Uh, oh, I wonder man. who is that kid? Like, I wonder, cause he would be like my age, a little younger than me now. Because if he was like two back in 86, Six, that would be literally, he would have been born in 84. I was born in 82. So he would be two years younger than well, me, 38 years old. I don't even remember what the kid's name was, but most of the people in here um, do not have a picture on IMDb. So I'm guessing, even including Bev D, man, this is the only thing she's done. I just adore her. It just, it, it just kills me, but She's got so much enthusiasm about her job. Yeah. Bev D, man. <laughs> I'm not sure. So. Yeah, I don't remember what the kid's name is. I'm sure he was somebody's kid. I mean, I'm sure um, they didn't pay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it was uncredited and they didn't credit him on um, IMDb, you know. Maybe the kid doesn't want to be credited on IMDb. Unless it's this uh, Dicky, maybe. That's what I was thinking. Is like yeah, Dana. That it was the Dana. Dana um, Rimker. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, generally, Dana. Dana is a guy's name, but it can be a guy's name. But most of the times, it's a girl's name, and so I mean, sometimes girls play little boys, you know. And, yeah. Yeah, because like, this kid ah. was this kid was completely young enough to have been androgynous. Yeah, so you never know. <laughs> and clueless. But, yeah, and well. not playing at, at the edge of a lake. We're not even talking about a kiddie pool. He was at the edge of a lake, and she just left him there. 
<laughs> so I was re-watching a movie that I love um, that was made in Texas that is a zombie movie. I don't usually like zombie movies, but it's it's made by a friend of mine. It's called Zombie Camp Out. And there was like a scene with like a little kid that pops in the movie. And I guess it was like the director's son or somebody's son, you know? And they're like, oh, your little brother wants to hang out. And that's what it felt like. Like, they're just like, this little kid's here. Let's throw right. him in the movie. Because you, you only see him twice in the movie, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Just to set up that the guy, that the uh, that Bev D is a mom, you know. And who, what was she with Evelyn? Ev- 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 Evelyn or whatever it is. Was she Evelyn, with yeah. <laughs> Evelyn, you know, which isn't that the name of like a He-Man character? Um, well, Evelyn wouldn't be, but yeah, they did kept saying Evelyn. Yeah. Well, but maybe yeah, maybe they were thinking of like they were going to get a girl to play that role or something, and then they they couldn't, so they got a guy, and they just never changed the name, and they just made it Evelyn or something. I don't know or whatever. Once again, another red herring because like at one point they point the gun, you know, point the gun at him, you know, point the finger at him and say it's he's the he's the killer. You know, um, when I think it pretty much any I think there's probably a point they thought the kid was a killer. I mean, they really went heavy on the red herrings in this movie. They try to make you think like everybody, somebody was the killer and who, you know, um, but I will say this. I will give them credit for this. They did one thing that shocked me, which was they showed you who the killer was pretty quick in the movie. Like Mm -hmm. it was not, you know, how most movies like take into like the last 20 minutes and then, then all of a sudden there's the big reveal or the last 30 minutes or whatever. They showed this like, I, I guess it was like 50 minutes in or something, you know, an hour yeah, in. Yeah, which is halfway for this movie, so. Yeah, so you got to know, which I liked, um, you know, because it, it, it made you know, okay, this guy's the killer. So now this is the new Jason that they're trying to find. This is the new uh, Freddy or whoever, you know. Um, right, I mean, it's like the mutilator. The mutilator, just, they just go, there you go. Here's your Here's killer. killer. Well, that Here was that was very quick. That was like yeah. the first like <laughs> that... five minutes of the movie. Yeah. You find that out. Um, but even then, I was like, when I watched it again, I was like, wait, was he was he like was he going to be the killer? Or was that just still a red herring? You know, like this guy's here at the house, you know, like yeah. you just never know with these movies and slasher films. They try to change things up on you, you know, or whatever. And make you guess, you know, and that's that's fun, you know. It's part it's of the fun, fun of it. Yeah, it's a who done it. Now, you know? I will say the one thing that kind of it doesn't bother me, but so the movie was originally called Musky Madness, which makes more sense. Bloodhook makes sense too, but one of the many movies in the eighties that got picked up for distribution by Troma and got Troma. kind of uh, traumatized, if you will. So. This, uh, the cover, the, the original cover, which I happen to have the, I have the Vinegar Syndrome re-release, is a very scantily clad blonde woman who does not appear in the film, which I have yes. no problem with. That was very, very prominent in the 80s, as we know, yep. with this huge hook. At least they got that right. It says, you can't worm your way out. Like, yep. And then. Um, and so that's can... obviously such a trauma thing. You can change it around uh, to the yep. other one. Yes, to so the one that you have behind you. Yeah, yes. the more vinegar syndrome But you notice that both of us have chosen this I, as the cover. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a, a scantily clad woman um, in a, you know, being hooked. 
and I felt like it was more fun. Like the one that's behind me is a little bit more serious and stuff. And right. This is what I rented when I was younger, you know, right. Like, right. I wouldn't have rented the other one. Well, I mean, I probably would. You probably would Who am I, who but, am I kidding? But this um, does, this does have more of the wackiness, but it really doesn't portray the movie very well. Yeah, no, totally. I, I agree. I think the, um, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. If I had to choose between the two, I, I choose this one because that's the one I picked. Um, and right. it's funny because so when you get the uh, D, uh, the Blu-ray, it comes in both, but the DVD is the more, uh, the DVD is the goofy one, and the well, Blu-ray is. You the... know what? I wouldn't know because I gave my Blu-ray or my DVD to somebody to let him watch it. And he never returned it. And I have not spoken to him since. I don't blame you. I'm, I, I've get, I gave uh, my friend who I see almost every, almost every Sunday uh, shredder so that they could watch it and review it. Like give us a, a stinkometer score for it. You know, mm-hmm. I have not seen it yet in like a, a little over a month. I'm getting really like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to like, let them know you got to watch it. Like, in the next month so i can at least have it back because i'll forget it's probably at a half price books at this point in time. no 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 he wouldn't do that to me um you know that's that's fucked up you know like people that do that that's no i you know i'm borrowing a, a movie and i gotta return it to one yeah. of my other friends so i i know how it is I tend to not borrow things because of that. I don't like to be responsible for other people's belongings. I generally don't, but like if it's something hard to find, like I borrowed my friend's uh, Project Greenlight, you know, uh, season one. And that's just, it's hard to find, you know, I'd have to buy that from like eBay or something and probably more expensive than I want to purchase right now. So I was like, let me borrow it because I just was in the mood to see, uh, you know, filmmaking you know, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, but yeah, but anyway, uh, point uh, being that, uh, go back to blood hook. Um, if we go back to the characters too, when the other one that we haven't mentioned that is like, it had to have been done on purpose. I know it was because I just, because you do know Jim Mellon's sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sheriff is obviously like 30 years old with like that silver spray paint shit in his hair and his beard. <laughs> he's he's supposed to look older than he he's actually is. He's supposed to is. look like 70 or something. And he's just, they just spray painted him. Like it's a shot on video movie or something. Cause that's what they would do a lot of times that like shot on video. They just, they were like, all we have is like, you know, my brother. So we're going to make him an old person. You know, they probably had a little bit more at their disposal for this movie, but they were probably like, yeah, you know what? Paul wants to be in it. Let's just spray his hair and let's make him the sheriff. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, and I, I, I guess, he. you know, what probably happened was he went to the audition, did a damn good job. And they were like, he's the sheriff, you know, like, but, yeah. you know, and then they looked at each other and go, well, he's not, he's not. 50, uh, he's not 60 years old how are we gonna make him the sheriff and yeah just put yeah. some right. spray paint they'll be right. fine i mean we're using comically large i know deep sea fishing uh uses like bigger hooks and bigger bigger uh poles and bobbers and all that but i mean we're using this comically large like foot long bobber <laughs> you know 
and this hook that like could it could get a shark <laughs> and finner's um tassels on his thing i guarantee you that was only so that they could find it later and go that's finner oh, yeah you know yeah. because like that way you know that's specific just like if they had the ear and the ear had the uh earring like that would totally make you know that makes so, more sense so i don't know a lot about fishing but um in fishing competitive fishing i guess you know you want to keep people from cheating mm-hmm. like the one guy did like our killer did by putting a a uh, piece of metal in the fish to make it heavier. Like, why was Finner not allowed to use the tassels? Why is that considered like against the rules? Like that. I don't think not... it was. I don't think he, it was. He was. I remember, they told him at the beginning because when he was casting at first, and he was casting into that little round thing. Like he was like, yeah, and they were like, you can't have those no, tassels. No, 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 no. I'm going to disagree with you on this uh, uh, because and and see if see if you agree with me on this. Uh, so Finner, go, what was that one guy? Uh, the the asshole character um, that was cheating, you know, a bunch of times or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was he wasn't the he wasn't the killer. He uh, was like uh, he was right. uh, what's his name? Um, Denny, you know. Was it Denny Dobbin? No, <laughs> that's the other guy. That's the yeah. see. He was. Yeah, uh, he was one of the crusty old guys. Yeah, he, he was the Lou, crusty Lou old guy. Yeah. But he wasn't the killer because the killer was the guy that ran the bait shop or whatever. He's the one who yeah. won later. Um, but then the guy came up and said, "Yeah, hey, you know, um, you are right about that." Okay. And that guy, that guy was just a competition person anyway. Yeah. So he he had no authority. So he was, yeah. So he was just competing. It was supposed to be the 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 idea was you're supposed to be able to defeat this guy if you could get your thing into that bucket. Right. You would defeat him. So he, you know, and he did. And and so did you notice he he looked at him and said, "Oh, look at those tassels, ho ho ho," you know, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you wow. Uh, did you get that off your tricycle? <laughs> Which and is then, that's exactly what it looks like. I'm it sorry. It does, and it probably was. <laughs> that's probably why they made that joke. But anyway, so he goes and he, he hooks it in and then he goes, nope, nope, can't have tassels on or you, you're disqualified. Right. Okay, okay. He was the one so, who said it. They didn't, yeah. they gave him the hat. They said he won. They were like, I can't believe anybody can actually beat that guy, you know, or whatever. You really should. Okay, I'll, I'll give said that it. to you. I'll give so that to you. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't disqualify. Now, um, now that guy later, you see him and he's actually... He's the one with the big fish that had the mm-hmm. little uh, potato chip uh, holder or whatever, like clip on the on the thing, so that he knows which which fish is mm-hmm. his and everything when he catches it and all this crap. So, and then the um, I don't was it the bat? No, it was the other guy who was also a red herring. He's the older guy, the other crystal guy. Realizes this yeah. guy's cheating, dumps the fish back into the water, and that's the fish they catch later, right? Yeah, so they catch that one fish. Um, I what I don't know which one it was. If it was Finner, if it was the other guy, caught the big ass fish. I think it was Finner, caught the big ass fish in the uh, in the water, and then they take it home. And that was the one that obviously wasn't fake and dead already, and you know, yeah. and, and probably very stinky. I was really upset at first because <laughs> I thought it was a. I thought they killed the fish in order to do the movie and stuff. And if you know me, I'm I'm really like I'm. Kate wants me to do like a uh, extreme podcast thing with Paul and her and watch movies like Cannibal Holocaust, which has real life 
death in it in animal death and stuff and i can't i can't watch that like i'm an animal lover like it hurts you know yeah but like, somebody else killed that fish yeah somebody else did at some point but mm-hmm. not for the movie you know that's mm-hmm. the difference to me no to hang it on their wall as a trophy yeah and that's terrible that's a horrible mm-hmm. horrible thing but i don't know it's weird i'm like if if you killed it just for the sake of the movie you know, like, oh, we need a dead fish in this movie. Let's go and actual kill a fish. And then, you know what I mean? Like, that's to me. But I did hear that the people who did, you know, kill the animals or whatever, they did feed people with it. So, right. And Cannibal Holocaust. And kind of Cannibal Holocaust. So, right. It sort of made me feel a little better that it didn't go to waste of like, oh, we're just going to kill this thing and like toss it aside after the movies, you know, after we shoot the scene. So like at least because it I eat meat like I'm not I'm not going to be somebody who says I'm totally against uh, killing animals, you know, or whatever for food, you know, um, but I am one of the people who I will not kill an animal, you know, I don't hunt, I don't yeah. fish, even though most of the fishing is catching the fish and throwing it back into the to the lake I just I still can't do it because I feel terrible for 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 just reeling in a fish like i just you know what i mean like i'm like this fish is just swimming around just you know like minding its own business and now it's being bothered for like one hour so somebody can take a fucking photo like it doesn't i don't like fishing you know so i i I like that this movie is about a fisherman who's fishing people i think that it is yeah and and that actually gives us to the the best thing in this movie is when finner dies and he puts i don't even know what that's called when they put the thing in the the fish's mouth the rope to tie it to keep it fresh in the water after they catch it and they he does it to him and then later we see like three or four people who are all bloated and disgusting who yeah. like at the, the hook in their mouth and they're tied to the dock oh man that is so good i love that <laughs> apparently that 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 scene of him putting yeah. the hook in the guy's mouth and having it come out yep. and then carrying him was the thing that gave it like an X rating at first. Well, know, it, yeah. And, and the thing is though, they didn't have to cut it. it uh, the thing I read is just somebody made a deal. So I don't know if that meant like there was something else in the movie that they cut. Cause that's, that was a trick that a lot of people did in the eighties. They were like, well, we know the MPAA is going to cut this. So let's put this thing that's worse so we can bargain like this thing that we don't want in there. We're going to put that in so we can say, okay, well, if we can leave this one, we'll take this one out. Like, so I don't know if that's what kind of deal they made. I don't, I don't know. know. I would be like in the NBA, I'd be like, take both of them out, idiots. You know, <laughs> like we don't want either of them, but you know, whatever. I mean, whatever deals or. Well, or and this not. is such a small movie and like, I'm surprised it even got a rating. Like, I mean, I guess still home video. Yeah, it had to it had to get a rating, especially also if it wanted to go into the theaters. And I guarantee, yeah, I'm sure it was like very limited theater. Yeah, release, I guarantee. <laughs> like, where do they shoot this in? Like Maryland or uh, something? No, it's in. Uh, this is actually in Minnesota or Wisconsin. I don't remember. I think Wisconsin is where it takes place. Okay. But the muskie itself, I believe that muskie is in Minnesota. Okay. I may be wrong. Is it it still may actually there, be I Wisconsin. Wonder? Yes, it is. Have you and been would, there? No, but I want to make a road trip. But yes, uh, that gigantic muskie is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guarantee that's what 
they were driving, you know, taking a road trip and went by and said, oh, man, we got to put can, that in a movie. <laughs> we can make a whole movie based on that big on ass that, musky. Yes. Yes. You know? And then we'll call it musk. They should have called the musky massacre. Oh, man. Well, so apparently trauma took the musky part out anyway, because they were afraid that like people who weren't like from the Midwest wouldn't know what a musky was. Uh, I, my, I, I told my dad the title and my dad was like, I. I don't know, like, you know, I, I said musky, um, uh, was it originally a musky, um, musky madness, madness, which, you know, that was the, that was the name of the festival that they were at, mm-hmm. which by the way, the song musky madness. Whoa. <laughs> there you go. We could, we could have a whole episode of just you singing all these, uh, all the songs. songs. Ooh, I should um, get the soundtrack. I know. Mm. Is there a soundtrack for it? Oh, I bet there is. I have it a soundtrack be. for Redneck Zombies. There's got to be a soundtrack for Bloodhook. I got to tell you that. Pericles, man, I love that dude. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, um, it, freaking awesome. Um, I love so so musky uh, madness. And I was uh, thinking when I was watching it, going, wait, were they planning to go to this thing, or was it just like happening at the same time that they came up? To it. oh no they no they were there for that i mean they had all their gear and shit they were like ready no i thought they were just gonna go fishing i thought that's all they were planning i don't remember them no, saying i think oh i can't wait to go to this festival you know uh, and, you know win this festival it seems uh, kind of coincidental that they would go there and it's yeah. obviously something that happens every year and peter is very familiar with this area so i would think he would know well, even though he hasn't been to it i think since his grandpa's disappearance right like it, it didn't seem like he's been up there um didn't even seem to remember the 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 land guy the guy who runs the landscaper guy or whatever the the you know he didn't remember him or whatever because you know like because he was so young yeah i know so like that's what i'm saying so i think you know and he didn't say something to him like i remember you when you were a little little bratty kid and blah, blah, you know <laughs> like i would have loved to see that like i would have loved to have seen him say something about because he had lit, you know he had been there before his de- uh, grandpa's disappearance you know so um and it, it was interesting because like you know okay so uh, to go back to the whole idea of the movie is that like every 17 years cicadas come out and mm-hmm. in 17 years cicadas come out and that noise plus uh, music or some other kind of loud noise yeah. makes this guy go crazy and want to kill right. people, I guess, you know, only then, which makes me go, wait, what? Because like, it's <laughs> like only then does he go like crazy, like, ah, I'm going to kill you. Because like at one point it would be really cool if at like he kind of felt sorry i mean there's nothing he can do like if he knows he's killed these things he's not going to go around and say okay i'm you know i'm i give myself up right he's going to hide the bodies do everything but like you know if he was just normal and stuff you know they they make why why even drive him to go nuts you know with the music like why do that why like because you know it's the trigger and it makes him a sympathetic character because he can't help it uh because he's got the plate in his head and it's reverberation and again a lot of science behind this um but what kills me is 17 years ago he went nuts and only killed one person now i don't know if you guys get cicadas 
where you are we do yes Mm. i mean like we get i mean not even when we have cicada i mean it's like certain types of cicadas like but we always have you know whatever those are i guess they're crickets or whatever and i mean it can get like deafening like Mm. for weeks and weeks like you're just outside and like there was a time this past summer um we did have the the weird cicadas come back uh like Rob and I went for, we're going to go for a walk. We opened the garage door and it was like, there was this sonic, like, and we're just like, no, we can't go outside. Like we had to shut the door. And we were like, we're just going to watch movies inside in the air conditioning (laughs) because it's so annoying. So I can't imagine that there was just one day where somebody was playing that music with the cicadas going and he just killed the one person now so you think that time, there's more bodies well no i mean they said that the grandpa was the only disappearance or you know disappearance maybe that's maybe. what they said but you know then again yeah. you know how you know how law enforcement can be mm-hmm. in a small town well apparently they never found any other bodies you know yeah that was the whole bit or- like he said he kept saying there's no body i can't do anything and and it's true like it that is a that's that's a big thing like you don't have a body but can you you know mm-hmm. um they could have still showed you know the because at one point uh peter finds like the body parts and stuff you know in the right but they're like well all we got is body parts we need a whole body like and really? i'm like um but an ear is enough to prove that your friend died (laughs) yeah right so and and so you could have probably gone to the police and said look he's got fucking bodies in the refrigerator like this is a little well but you know he he would chop them up and serve them to the fish they do make mention of that so maybe he did kill more people before but it just wasn't as big of a deal also the original happened in 68 now we're talking 86 or i guess 85 you know um and like all everybody had a boom box in this movie every right. single person had a battery operated boom box in 68 not too many people had a radio and i think maybe that was part of it too is the whole like how like ubiquitous like music like personal music that's was that's true because the guy had that big ass uh was a stereo like the mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. no I'm not, about, not the ghetto blaster but like in oh you mean the eight the or dad the, or the, yeah, grandpa. the grandpa yeah he had he was he just, a dad he looked young to be a grandfather you know he probably should have been the sheriff <laughs> i know you know oh that would have been better, I think. If they nah, had, like, I like the around. way the sh- I like the way the sheriff was. I like the way he played it, though. I think yeah, it was very tongue in cheek, and you know, yeah. If you made that movie nowadays, <laughs> you would have like Eric Roberts be the, uh, the grandfather. <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, and uh, and he would die in the first five minutes, and you'd never see him again. You know right. what I mean? Like we got know, him for one day, man. Got him for one day. <laughs> you know he, he wouldn't interact with any of the main cast <laughs> yeah you wouldn't have to you know we just have him for the one kid with the one one kid and oh my god with so the thing that pissed me off the most was in the beginning of the movie it has the sun going down the whatever yeah. the fuck oh thing yes is. the thing i want to build at my house yes yeah no and it's great like <laughs> it's cool like it's cool the first time you see it 
but then we see it again and again and we have to yeah. watch the people go down it for like like when that girl is like hitting the thing and, uh-huh. and we have to like i'm like come on hurry up the movie like looks <laughs> like i'm not like i'm not even in suspense because the dude's literally just oh, i'm just doing this as slow as i can and you know that is one of the hallmarks of uh one of the things that mystery science theater 3000 will teach you about filmmaking is when somebody drives a car you need to see them from the time they leave the house out the door to the car the whole time they're driving and going into the next place so maybe there is a little something there <laughs> i don't know because i know i know they made fun of uh what is it? Uh, Sinister Urge, the uh, Ed Wood uh, uh, directed uh, movie or whatever, where they were making fun of him. Like they were like, and we're driving out of uh-huh. here. And we pull out and then we drive down this road. Yep. And then we, then we, you know, oh, there's uh-huh. us driving again. Yeah. And I was just like, uh-huh. that's what it feels like. Birdemic. Like, oh my God. I mean, oh God. it's. Yeah, like, I mean, so many movies use that to pad the movie or to, like, show their production value. And so, yes, part of of me wants to think that was done on purpose, like, as making fun of of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also supposed to be suspense, right? Because it was supposed to be, like, it's coming, it's coming. It's going so slowly. Like, yeah, that point it is. But, yeah, we had to watch the one girl go down it. You know, so she could go float. You know, yeah. No, it was. I don't know. It it was. It was fun. It gave me um, more time to like examine the engineering of it. <laughs> give you time to actually see it in motion. You know, hmm, I've got my. Time. I've got my schematics out. Like, hmm. <laughs> it also reminds me of um, American Gothic. Wait, are you actually on a lake though? Like, do you? Yeah. Like, so you live like by the lake, right? So you could actually build one of those things. Yeah, see? That's awesome. So you could build one of those things. Yeah, see, and that, the that's the thing. I'm on the steepest, tallest property on the whole lake. Like, it's literally like this to get down to the lake because it's a, it's a natural lake. It's a crater. Either they, yeah. either they made that for the movie and they really, really wanted to show it because it cost them a lot of money to fucking make. Or they found it somewhere. They probably somebody had it. Somebody had it. And they're like, "This would be cool to, you know, like." In this know. movie, this is another thing about this movie. Um, so one of the, the, so I did this panel on filmmaking on how to make a movie with like a limited budget, limited crew, um, and like one of the suggestions that I had was, I'm like, use what you have. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of writing a movie around what you have. But like if you like every movie, I can guarantee every movie that I've been in that's been filmed in Indianapolis has had a lake scene. You know what I mean? Like if you've got it, write it in. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I guarantee that was one of those things like somebody had that house and they're like, okay, we're going to do, you know, we're going to do that. And like the musky thing, which I think is just like a I don't want to say it's like a state park kind of thing, but I think it's just like a like a like a public use kind of thing they probably Mm -hmm. didn't have to like really get any permits or anything for that I think they did a really good job in this in incorporating things that they had at their disposal that made it unique and those are two like predominant ones right there like the it's like the Robert Rodriguez thing like he had a turtle and a um suitcase or whatever Mm -hmm. um and a a, was it a guitar case guitar case yeah let's just make El Mariachi 
you know yeah. um so it makes sense like use what you have but like you know like you know, the musky thing i think was like they literally found that and they're like that would be a great idea mm-hmm. you know for a, a movie you know and i don't know necessarily they're always thinking horror film but they were like you know because honestly they could have made a um they could have made a comedy out of this sort of thing you know a bunch of friends come out for a weekend and hang out and you know and hilarity ensues you know what i mean at this you know thing but they did horror because horror indie horror films do a lot better well this is comedy in the 80s horror was everything so uh this was filmed in hayward wisconsin i because i don't like to leave things leave loosens it was filmed in hayward wisconsin this is the freshwater fishing hall of fame is the muskie okay uh so it is in wisconsin it is still open it is it is closed at the moment but it does open tomorrow oh great oh no fuck I did talk for a while. Okay, good. (laughs) And then it was like recording stopped. I'm like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) I know it it told me recording stopped, but then uh, it did this last night too. So I'm guessing it's going to do this again tonight when I do another one. But yeah, my internet will cut me off. And then if you, I guess if you talk for like, I don't know, a while or whatever, my internet's messing up. So it just, cut off on me but it's okay that's all right we're here we're back we're back okay so we can wrap this up yes um so yeah uh to i i guess to to wrap it up i i did love it like i i did love rewatching it once again i think it could have been shorter um i don't know what i would have cut out um other than maybe the family but then you need that there because the way that everything is all set up now you know um so i guess i mean i don't know it's a fun movie um i'd watch it i watch it again and again i probably watch it every close to every summer you know to get me ready for summer like you said so uh what about you would uh, do you watch this a lot yes well i watch it i watch it at least once a summer um and i mean i have to say yeah this is not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination hmm. this is a really fun movie that just has a really good atmosphere it has some really unique elements to it it has people that you appreciate and you can actually identify with it has some people that you can just be like what the fuck are you doing there (laughs) um and it also it just it doesn't rely on a bunch of hot kids or you know i mean the kids are just kind of normal looking there's Mm -hmm. nobody who's just like super fantastic you know good looking it was just very different for the time um well i mean there was there's low rent nick cage so he was sort of probably the one that like people would i guess be interested in i think or, that kirsten girl is about the closest thing to like you know hotsy totsy yeah that's true but Anne Anne was cute i thought she was oh yeah girl. they were i mean they were all like okay but i mean they were they it wasn't made a big deal about it wasn't about them all just like hooking up and boobs and blah 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 you know well there was supposed to be more boobs in yeah it, and <laughs> you know apparently she was supposed to show her her boobs but but she did side boob and i was like i hadn't seen it in a while so i forgot like i i watched this in 2020 because um back then uh we were doing stuff for indie film cafe and i was trying to figure out 
videos to do by myself, right? So I was like, oh, I'm going to do the Blu-ray Hunter. So I'll just review blue, blue, Blu-ray movies, you know, that I have. And I went looking through my collection and I was like, I've never seen Bloodhook. Let me do that. And I'm going to review it, you know? And I review, uh, I reviewed it and I watched it. And so I hadn't seen it since like two years, basically. I think it's literally two years ago. Um, April of 2020, you know, was when I think I did it. So it was sort of like a thing where I, I watched it and I go, oh my God, this is actually a pretty decent movie. Like I, I thought it would be schlocky. I know it pops up saying trauma from the very beginning. So right. you know you're you know what it's you're It's just in the for. bar kind of low. It yeah. really does. I mean, I won't you know, lie, but I, anything produced by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hurst, you're like, you know what? This is gonna be the, you know what you're in for. Yeah. Um, but uh it was, you know, it was sort of fun and cute and you know, it, it's something I definitely watch more because it's 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 a cute little thing. Um I I don't know. I've never seen, I need to see the extras. There's a bunch of extras on here and I need to check those out at some point, like interviews with the uh, director and interview with the, uh, with Lisa Todd and uh, the effects guy. Yeah. And the effects guy. And then there's an audio interview with the cinematographer editor, uh, Marsha Com. So there's, you know, there's stuff to, to look at and, and check out, but it's, you know, it's a movie that um, is not high on the list of like movies that 80s horror films like this is no the thing, you know, um, or or <clears throat> anything like 80s that is just more Hollywood. You know, this is a very oh, low no. budget and fun and cheesy and, you know, but it, Vinegar Syndrome, I love them because they'll, oh, yeah. they'll do a lot of trauma stuff, but then they'll do a lot of other stuff, you know, a lot of like really good fucking movies like cutting class is one of my favorites mm -hmm. too and i think they did that as well um and welcome welcome home brother charles or something like that or you know a bunch of that stuff so good uh good movies um i well i, I just looked on my letterboxd and i gave this a four and a half stars out of five and i'm sticking with that is that what we do four and a half we five just... out of five yeah out of five so okay I, I, I keep forgetting what these uh, every one I do I have the stinkometer for some I have I have an ABC for a horror film yeah that's that's definitely the confusing. stinkometer is very confusing because I can't yeah I can't navigate it because I well sometimes it's hard because <laughs> even if it's stinky you still love it so right. you have to still say it's stinky it's like this movie would be considered a stinky movie you know or whatever but uh, as far as like, I would enjoy it. I, I, you know, if I had to put it on the stinkometer, it'd be low on my stinkometer because even though it's a, it has some stink to it, it's it's pretty much fun and enjoyable and not like it's not a bad movie, you know, no. at all. So and most of the stink is intentional. Yeah, um, I'd probably give it four stars on my, uh, you know, on my letterbox. I think I would like it. I I don't know if I would you know, watch it over and over and over and over again. Um, I, I, doing research and finding out that the executive producer of, you know, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 directed this. And this is like, you know, this was probably his start of like, you know, wanting to get into that, you know, like loving B movies and stuff, you know, like he, he did a, he did one of, you know, I'm surprised they haven't done this for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Wouldn't that be funny? Like, 
They really they haven't done any trauma. It's probably rights. I would assume they probably can't get rights to trauma. Why can't movies. they? I'm sure Lloyd would love that. You know, that's that's know. exposure for Lloyd. Tommy, know. Tommy, and Neil Breen won't let them do his movies. Well, Riff, Tracks, Riff Tracks has a riff only of the room. Like you have to play the movie on your own and it's just the jokes is what it's called oh. it's, like the, it's just the riff track because they can't actually do the movie because tommy won't let them really oh mm-hmm. that's that's a bummer some um, people are like that uh well i mean a lot of them think that they're making art you know when this movie obviously they're just making fun you know making a yeah fun i dig flick. this watch it every summer yeah it would totally suggest it definitely can you uh can you see me? Can you hear me? Oh, fuck. Ah, all right. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, can you see me? Can you hear me? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> for a second. Um. No. I, I, yeah. So I'd recommend this movie for everybody who's into that. So four, four stars. You said four and a half. Yep. I think that's perfect. Um. So thank you guys so much for checking this out. Join us next month when it is uh, Rebecca's movie. Um, I picked this, so I have no idea what, what, did you have a clue what you, were you going to do yet? I mean, I had a whole list of things, but, uh, I do believe the burning is probably going to be next. Oh, another slasher, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think I own that one too. If not, it's on like Amazon or something, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, if not, I might even just buy it on, you know, I think I own it. Um, I don't think I have to do that. So Uh, I'm a huge slasher fan as you are so um an 80s slasher so um but thank you guys for checking this out and join us next month for the burning uh i i think probably we'll find out next month what we do um and uh everybody checks out on 80s horror films on facebook we have a group um and uh also check us out i think it's on instagram too i think there's an 80s horror film on instagram as well page (laughs) we're somewhere yeah, and we'll be on TikTok things, you know, and fun stuff like that. So also check out IndieFilmCafe.Podbean.com and IndieFilmCafe.Reviews. Um, also, if you want to throw in a buck for our Patreon, we've got IndieFilmCafe or Patreon, uh, what is it? Yeah, Patreon.com backslash IndieFilmCafe. So thank you guys for checking this out and have a good one. Hey, Bye. go catch oh. some of that musky madness. <laughs> I felt like you were going to sing again. It's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was All gonna. Right. Everybody have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>